Welcome everybody to the show. It is May 19th and Aaron Rodgers may never be a good fantasy football quarterback again. Welcome to the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. We welcome in Robbie to the show. How's it going? It's going splendid. And Jordy, I'm doing. I you just Robert. What's up? How, why? How are you so splendid? I want to know why. Uh, I'm, I'm splendid because we're going to talk some football. Um, sporting events are starting to roll again in the world of Earth. Um, so uh, it's it's exciting, and yeah. uh, we all have our hats on today. So that's a good sign. Yep, triple Lit. hat. It keeps all the good thoughts in. That's you guys I'm are doing good. Ready yeah. to roll? Doing good. Doing great. Jordy, how about you? I'm looking. I'm great, man. Nice, relaxing weekend. Um, just kind of spent it with the family, surprisingly enough. So uh, we're good to go. I'm excited about uh, sports starting to turn up a little bit. Um, no fans, but they'll come. I'm figuring it out. It'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Let's get into our first news headline and talk about it. Todd Gurley's health seems to be the big unknown for the Falcons. There was an interview with their offensive coordinator, Dirk Cutter, where he said that's the one thing that they just don't know yet is Todd Gurley's health. Now, I know they just signed him to a one-year deal, but what are your thoughts on this? Uh, Usually you try to figure out what you're getting before you get it. You know what I mean? I don't just uh, order the big chicken sandwich not knowing what's on the big chicken sandwich. So I'm surprised that he's worried about his health, that he's asking what's going on with his health. Usually you know what's happening before um, you invest so much money and take him over to be your starting running back. It's not like they have a lot of options in Atlanta after him. They didn't draft one. So it's pretty much Todd Gurley or nothing. I'm a little concerned about it. I don't think he's um, the epitome of health. Uh, You know what he's done in the past. He's never hasn't played a full season in so long that I think that, it, it, that you should have asked these questions before you go out and make him not only your only running back, but you don't back him up with anyone yet. Now there's a couple of veterans out there that, you know, like Miller, uh, Devonte Freeman could come back. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought they might give Devontae Freeman, yeah. Freeman around. It's kind of like, weird. They let him go. I definitely, if I had Gurley in fantasy, I definitely want to have Edo Smith too, just in case. Yeah, but Edo Smith isn't the answer. If you're no, going to pay this guy to be your starter, you want to make sure that he's healthy. Oh, they put all their eggs in the Gurley basket, no doubt about it. But, um, I mean, last year he only missed the one game. I thought that was kind of the whole plan is to ease him into the season last year, which they did, I guess. But then the even, it just, I, I just have, I can picture in my head so many times watching their games and and seeing Gurley on the sidelines almost like wanting to get in the game and like questioning why he's not getting in the game. But McVeigh's still not putting him in, even on goal lines and situations where it's obvious he should be playing. So there's gotta be more to it than the Rams wanted to get rid of this guy. The Rams wanted him not on their roster. There's gotta be a reason for that. And then when this comes out, them saying that I they don't know what his health's gonna be. That's weird. Then why why sign the guy and not draft 
later on or any like they, a running back that could do something just in case or an insurance policy like there's or or even trade Six, well they might yeah maybe they will yeah who knows they, like ryan said it was only a one-year deal but i mean even the games so last year three games he rushed 20 times or more and his yards per carry were 3.4 3.4 3.9 yeah so i mean even when he got the ball he wasn't really doing much. Um, in 2000, his last full season, 2016, he had 400 yards less from 2018 to 2019. So maybe this injury and is more serious than what we believe or what is out to the public. Um, and it, it worries me a little bit going into Atlanta not even knowing what's happening with them or Atlanta's like we signed him for one year for cheap we're gonna run the crap out of him if he happens to break halfway through the season so be it I don't know and they're just hoping for the best that hey last year he didn't get a lot of work so maybe this year we can just go for it and I don't know run him till he breaks who knows it's it's just an odd situation two questions for you guys fantasy relevant First of all, how big is the risk in taking Todd Gurley if we don't see him play until season opener for the Atlanta Falcons? In fantasy, you're talking? Yeah. Huge, huge risk and reward. Didn't we, weren't we in this situation last year, though? Well, with the exception of him being on a new team. Yeah, but I, Todd Gurley's, I, I, I don't love him. I think he's in the mid 50 uh, between 15 20 maybe for me as a number two running back that with huge upside i guess i don't I mean he's still only 25 26 by the time the season starts but he has if the that health means of a, anything he has the health of an 80 year old apparently uh-huh. like you don't well, he, know he came into the league broken right yeah i don't know i i'm i i probably won't own him a lot just because someone will jump on him because of his name um i I like the potential. It just depends on how brave I feel on draft day, I guess, and what my roster looks like. So somebody jumps on him because they like the name Todd. Yeah, well, Todd is like a beach name, like a surfer guy, isn't it? Or maybe a, a, a bank guy. Maybe he's a smart Yeah, bank. more of a banker, I, I think. A bot? No? Yeah. Right. Second, second question. If, in fact, his knees are just gone and he gets to Atlanta – and he breaks down early, how much does this affect the rest of the team? We've got some heavy hitters for fantasy purposes on the Falcons. Does this hurt the overall offense if Todd Gurley goes down for the year? Yeah, like if he, or if he doesn't pass the physical. He isn't as physical yet. I mean, I think they'll bring somebody in, obviously. Imagine Devontae Freeman going back. Exactly. I could see that happening, really. Do you think Devontae Freeman would be a – a huge teetering point on that Atlanta offense, if it's Gurley or Devontae Freeman, a healthy Devontae Freeman or a not healthy Todd Gurley. Why not just have them both sign them both for a one-year contract? Don't they do the same thing though? Yeah, but who cares? Let them both share the, share the load because Freeman's been getting beat up too the last little bit. Yeah. I mean, the main priority of that, exactly. The main priority of that offense is, is Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Right. So if his knees are shot, I think 
and I plan on Atlanta anyways, I'm all in on Atlanta's wide receivers. I think they're they're going to be insane. I think that Atlanta's going to going to throw the ball a lot. I mean, Matt Ryan's going to have a massive year. I think I that agree. it doesn't matter if it's Todd Gurley, if it's someone they bring in, if it's Smith or whoever it is. I I don't think it's the running game that's going to make or break Atlanta's season. I think their fantasy wide receivers, tight end. Um, they got Hurst, right? Hayden Hurst, that tight end. Yeah. yeah. So I th- I think he's going to have a huge year. I I don't see. I think it's massive for Atlanta's wide receivers passing game, whether whether it be Todd Gurley or whether it not be. I I don't think there's a huge 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 change, personally. All right, let's get into our next topic here, boys. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson was being interviewed. And he's predicting that Rodgers will leave Green Bay in one year. So he has one last hurrah there in Green Bay. Now, I want to ask you, obviously, that's all speculation, one man's opinion. Um, but if he's gone after this year in Green Bay, is there any chance that Rodgers has even one more great fantasy year left in his career? I don't know if he does. Like that offense under Matt LaFleur is so much different now. They added no help for him at wide receiver at all. They drafted a running back, a really good one. So it seems like Matt LaFleur is even putting more emphasis on the run game um, this coming season. I can see Rodgers is always going to be good, but I don't think he's ever going to be that Aaron Rodgers of old when he had um, multiple wide receivers he could depend on. Yeah. You know, 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, that's going to put him around quarterback 15 to 13. Yeah. I can't see him doing much more than that. And I think that's what you have to expect from him right now. It's sad to say that I think he's no longer a must start in any league. It doesn't matter what kind of, what league you're in, six points or four points, touchdowns, whatever, pass touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that uh, what Rodgers is going to do is he's not going to, help love develop at all. Like, I don't think that Green Bay, what they did with this draft is a ripple effect of how that Green Bay team's going to go. And love isn't going to do much because um, Rogers is the exact opposite of Mark Ingram. He's not going to train anyone. He's not going to, he's, you know what, you do your job. I put my time in behind Favre. Now it's time for you to put your time in. I'm not going to teach you nothing. Kind of like Roethlisberger. We heard reports of him and, Rudolph, whatever, but he's not, he's not going to, he's not going to help the young guys coming in where Ingram, we talked about the last show, you know how, what he's about, he's about helping the young ones. So I, I think the green Bay whole offense with the floor going in, I think that it, it just shows the demise of the passing game, not only for Rogers, but for um, love coming in. And I can't see Rogers putting up with it. He's a, he's a vet. He's proven what he can do, but you're only as good as the people who surround you, right? Exactly. Like, I'm an idiot, but I'm with you two dummies. So it makes us a little bit better than an idiot. So then I think that what's going to happen is that um, they're going to run the ball a lot, like a ton, and he's not going to have to do much. Then after this year, he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to see what's going to – I'm going to see what happens. I wonder what team – And when we're saying he's not – I don't think he can have another – we're both agreeing on this, Jordan, that we don't think he's going to have a big season next year. No. I think, I think we both also agree it has nothing to do with Rodgers' talent. No, not at all. Because I think, I think the following year, if he does leave 
and go to where we can talk to some talk about some potential landing spots. But if he goes to a, you know, Washington or you don't know, maybe I could see Denver if Locke doesn't really lay off yeah. or pay off. Yeah, that's, that's a John, that's a John Elway move to bring in a guy like Rogers. And I think in a situation like that, he could be right back. Yeah, like with a top ten quarterback him. again. Exactly. And and you mentioned Washington before. With Riverboat Ron there, he's not he's not afraid of big personalities. He's not afraid of of the quarterback who's like He's had the biggest. <laughs> exactly. So he he wants a guy who just wants to win. And I think this this year going into Washington's quarterback situation is going to tell a lot about what um how Riverboat Ron uh kind of mentors the team. Either it's Haskins year or it's nothing. So I think after this year, if Washington's still looking for someone, even Oakland, like Oakland's, we've mentioned Las Vegas, mm-hmm. big city, big this, they are surrounded by talent. Like imagine Aaron Rodgers playing with the talent that oh my the Vegas Raiders just signed or just drafted. You know what he, I mean? you would be right back to a top five quarterback. Oh, 100%. Don't out of my mind. With Jacobs there, with Waller, with all the wide receivers, the speed guy, they got Who a knows? hot guy. So Who knows if, if Indy maybe maybe Rivers is done after one year? Like yeah. there's there's a there's a lot of options out there. I like well, I, but Ra- Raiders, yeah, man. Yeah, as, so I think in the long and the short of it is Rogers won't have a good year this year. Mm-hmm. Is there potential for him to be surrounded by better talent and not given like the shaft? Like I, he was disrespected in this. He said, "Just give me someone else. Just give me someone else." They gave him nothing. And this is going to hurt, too. This is going to hurt Devontae Adams moving forward. Because yeah. if with love, with love, though, like I don't know if I would next year, but I mean, yeah. if you have Devontae Adams in a keeper league or a dynasty league, yeah, you might want to try to halfway through the year get I feel bad for love because he's, drafted in a, he's, he's, he's put in a situation where his quarterback already doesn't like him or, or, or is like, dude, why did we draft you when I asked for someone else? Like, I'm like, they needed a court. They needed a wide receiver. Like it is like a double slap in the face, like a boom, 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 boom double. Yeah. Like not only am I not giving you a wide receiver, but I'm also drafting drafting your replacement. Your replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it shows that Lafleur wants to build that team his way, and and to be fair, he was winning games last year, so his way worked. You know. Yeah, because he had Aaron Rodgers though. But now, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that he is a real. I don't think he's up. He's going to be a good. Well, definitely Rodgers helped him utilize or execute his game plan because Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over. So then, absolutely. Because they had Aaron Jones, though. They used Aaron Jones. Now they go draft Aaron Jones replacement as well. Yeah. Like there's this crazy. Probably as long as I've lived, this draft was the most confusing thing ever (laughs) that I've ever seen in my life. Not only do you. Not specifically the Packers draft, you mean? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, like my point is, good good luck winning that way, Matt Lafleur, with Love as your quarterback, because he's going to make mistakes. Next topic, boys. There was an article talking about the ten best pass catchers of last year, twenty nineteen, and maybe not the names that we think of. They're not the highest. Uh, fantasy point guys other than the top uh, but some interesting names here so how this was um, formulated was they took 
the catch rate, the percentage of targets caught, and then match that against the expected catch rate, targets that they should have caught. And uh, we see the list. I can go through the, the, the top five, Michael Thomas, um, Tyler Lockett, Stefan Diggs, Marvin Jones, Calvin Ridley. Anything pop out here on this list that you found interesting? There's certain, obviously, you know, Michael Thomas is going to be at the top. Tyler Lockett kind of surprised me a bit, but that goes with the way, um, the way that whole offense is. It's, it's a very efficient offense with the way Russell Wilson works things. So it would stand a reason that Tyler Lockett is also very efficient in the catches he makes because Stefan Stefan yeah. Diggs surprised me. I'd say though, Lockett you know, doesn't three. like run one route when he sees Wilson scrambling. If you ever like see him just play, it's like once Russ when Wilson's scrambling, Lockett's scrambling too. Oh like, yeah, he's looking to find an open spot. Yeah, he doesn't run his route and just keep going. Like he's and that's where I think Diggs is kind of different. Like he's a crazy uh, route runner, yeah. and, and he was playing with Cousins. Yeah. So Cousins was getting him the ball. The one that stood out to me was um, Jones. Like, how good could he have been if he stayed healthy for the whole year? And Stafford. Hey, Jones is always that guy that seems to make those highlight real catches. Eh? Like, he's he's an unreal wide receiver that's never been the premier number one wide receiver on his team. And, and uh, yeah, even back you know in I mean? the Bengals, he he had that. Exactly. He had those crazy catches, but he was behind the Bengals guys there. Um, AJ Green. AJ Green. I, I kept, all, I could, all I could see in my head was vanilla as I was vanilla trying to make it. ice cream guy. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Vanilla. Yeah. But uh, some interesting names there. Hunter Henry makes sense. He's at number seven. Um, obviously, Philip Rivers likes those tight ends, and they're, you know, they're usually a high percentage position in, in their catches anyway so same with Kittle at eight uh, I'm interested to see how Sanders who's slotted in at nine is going to do now that he's on New Orleans I could see his number even going up more because Sanders is a phenomenal oh. uh, wide receiver and he's catch he was catching balls in Denver from from Black. nobody's from Black. nobody's and then went to and Garoppolo whatever but I mean now that he's with Breeze Look what Michael Thomas did for his efficiency. I think Sanders could even be better. At number 10 with A.J. Brown, is kind of, I, I think it's a bit concerning with Brown because he wasn't throwing the ball a ton. Like, interrupt me if I'm wrong. But he wasn't, like, he wasn't a huge target factor. He, mo- he mostly caught, like, touchdowns or long bombs or whatever. And he's probably six, look up his targets. I'm not sure. 61.9%. I, I was expecting maybe a bit more because it seemed like when he caught the ball or when he was throwing the ball, he caught it. So I'm surprised it wasn't a higher percentage of uh, unless Tannehill was, was, was off, off the mark or, or he definitely, good. he definitely wasn't a real high targeted player for how yeah. often or for like for where we think where we think of him as, you know, going into as being a wide receiver too, probably going this season. I mean, snap percentage the first half of the year, he was just barely getting to 50%, a little over 50% snap count. Um, and then he kind of took off from there. His snap counts went up to 90-ish and over. But, I mean, even still, he's his targets are around five, 
yeah. four, seven. He had one game of 13, but never never the big numbers. So you're catching 61.9 of, of the balls thrown your way. If you're only getting like five or six targets a game. For instance, the one game he only had seven targets, 153 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. And seven targets. So yeah. he caught five of them. And his other big one too, only eight targets, only caught four of them, but went for 124 yards and a touchdown. So uh, he was maybe making Tannehill look good. Well, they're going to be together for a bit, I think, anyways. Uh, He's a phenomenal talent. I, I'm just surprised that the number's so low. Where you think of a guy who's, you know, we're talking in the in the conversation of, you know, he, he's a number two, whatever, this and that, uh, and 61.9. I don't know. I, I was expecting maybe closer to Lockett's numbers or even Diggs' numbers, something like that, where a guy who catches most of the balls thrown to him. That's all. He's making those he's he's running those tough routes though too, right? Like he's going for the deep balls and that that are not the higher percentage throws. And you've got Tannehill tossing the ball, who's maybe not the most accurate True. deep ball guy. So well they believe in him though. They just I think him. I think he's gonna step up because he's gonna his targets are gonna go way up this year. You you would imagine, right? I would hope so. You would so fantasy wise, he should be uh he should be right up there. Still only twenty two years old. Unbelievable. Here's a thought I had looking at the, the New Orleans Saints offense in general. Last year, we saw them go to more of a passing offense than the years before. Now, maybe that was losing Mark Ingram. Maybe that was Kamara being hurt. But now I'm looking at that list, and we've got Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders in the top 10 best pass catchers from last year. And now Drew Brees has both of those guys in his offense. Do you think the Saints offense continues on this role of being a high pass offense or do they go back to their ways of trying to run the ball as much as possible? I think high pass. I think talk about a guy that could have one more big year in him. I think it's Drew Brees. They're and they're hungry. They're hungry to get that Super Bowl. Like Brees wants it so bad. He wants one more. And I don't know. I just even even Kamara is a is a passing down back right like a lot of his fantasy points and production come from the passing game as well you add in Sanders who's a legit stud um Tracon Smith another year in the league and then of course the best MT so I think Drew Brees is in for a big season and that game that that passing attack is going to continue on in 2020 yeah see this is where the difference is with you know, we've always kind of put Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, they build around him. They know what he needs. They know how to make this team win. They're not saying we need to replace, get your replacement. We need, you know, they they've messed around with that a little bit. But Drew Brees is still in his prime, as is Aaron Rodgers. But they're giving Drew Brees the tools he needs to win. Like with Emmanuel Sanders, probably one of my favorite, not only NFL players, but one of my favorite fantasy players. The guy is a solid wide receiver, too, who can put up wide receiver one numbers at any given week. He's solid. He gets yeah. eight ten catches. He, he gets touchdowns. He gets in the nitty-gritty. He catches everything. So I think that what, what just going back and forth with what, Green Bay was doing with Aaron Rodgers is bad. 
what New Orleans is doing <laughs> is good. You know what I mean? Like they're they're giving their veteran quarterback saying, you know what, you've been with us a long time. Let's give you the the tools you need to win. And that's where it's it's insane to see Sanders being signed with the Saints, and yet Rodgers gets his replacement drafted in one of the the deepest wide receiver drafts in a long time. I and that's that's a good point. Sanders just think of I can't even imagine all the quarterbacks. I can't think of the amount of quarterbacks he's had. Roethlisberger, like Manning, Locke, uh, Flacco, Simeon, <laughs> like. He went through a ton of different uh, Lynch. He went through a ton of different quarterbacks, and no matter who his quarterback was, Emmanuel Sanders always produced. And now he's going to run routes for one of the greats, Andrew Brees. I, that's that's going to be an insane combo, Thomas and Sanders. And I think that that it does kind of put a hit on uh, Latavius Murray and Kamara because where Brees looks little slot, little dump, mm. dump and dash, whatever. He didn't have that last year. Sanders is that guy. Instead of going to Kamara or Murray, I think that he goes with um, Sanders because Sanders just does, that's what he does. All this talk about Rodgers, Breeze, we've, we've discussed a lot about quarterbacks in this show. Who is the number one fantasy quarterback in 2020? I don't think it's Breeze. I don't think it's Rodgers. No. There's two options, I think. Yeah, like legitimate options. Like we're talking, if if you're if you have a crisp hundred dollar bill out of your pocket, you're going to put money on it. You're doing either you're putting it on Mahomes or on uh, LJ, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, yeah. So I don't know. I I mean, if if you want to be real, I still think Pat Mahomes this year is going to be the guy. Um, Lamar Jackson, are they going to run him as much now? Now they bring in uh, Dobbins. Both quarterbacks brought in a rookie running back that can exactly, but but I don't think Jackson's going to have the passing game. I mean, I, he won't I, have the I passing think... game that Mahomes has. So are you going Mahomes? I'm going to go Mahomes. I I just don't think Lamar Jackson's going to have the rushing. He'll still be insane rushing. Don't get me wrong, but they have to preserve him. I mean, uh, they don't want him getting destroyed out there. So they have two good running backs now. You take a bit of his a touchdown or two away from his his running stats. A full season of Mahomes. Nothing's changed with them except for they may be having a better uh, better backfield for catching the ball in the backfield, which will help Mahomes. That's where my money would be anyway. I just to be, I think Lamar Jackson's the number one with the weapons that they surrounded him with this year. I think McGr- uh, Brown's going to be healthy this year, finally. And when he did play last year, he, I, he was like one of the highest reception per touchdown wide receiver in the league. You got a Mark Andrews, you have uh, Duvernay, you've surrounded him with, you've got Ingram better. He runs the ball, he makes offenses or sorry, defense does not know what he's doing. So at any given moment, this guy could, he could run the ball for 60 yards. He could throw the ball. He could, I just, I like where, what Baltimore is doing, even with their offensive line. Um, With Dobbins, I think they're going to use him more out of the backfield, kind of do some swing passes to him. 
as opposed to using Ingram as much. As much as I love Ingram, I think Dobbins is going to get more of a timeshare than we all expect if he can hold on to the job. And uh, what he did last year, he's just getting used to the league. So I think this year he's starting to learn from it. And he has a really good schedule. It's a really good I, schedule. You can't go wrong. It's like either picking one. It, picking which swimsuit model you want to be your girlfriend. Like, do you yeah. want the one on Sports Illustrated page eight or 10? Who cares? I'll take either. <laughs> I mean, 20 years ago before I was married. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if i'm sitting there in the draft and i have mahomes and jackson if i end up with one of them on my teams hallelujah let's go to the beach yeah <laughs> let's see that yeah <laughs> what about a dark horse pick if it's not mahomes it's not jackson hmm. who, could, who could be that guy that sneaks up there and just takes the league by storm uh i think the well, maybe I'm off, but I think the obvious one is Kyler Murray. Oh. He's he's got the tools there. He could make the jump. He's got the legs. He can run. Such a, that's such a predictable choice. Like, come on, it is the predictable choice. That's why I almost didn't me? want to say it. Do you know my real? Here's a dark horse. Okay, let's do something. Oh, listen. Oh, well, I'm going to go Kyler Murray as opposed to anyone else. No, that's good. No, Robert Gold. Cool. Uh, Dak Prescott. No, just kidding. What about Russell Wilson? No. <laughs> what about Tom Brady? He comes back and lights it up, and he's your number one quarterback again, just to shove it in the Patriots' face. I mean, Peyton Manning did it in the last couple of years of his exactly. career. Exactly. It could happen. It could happen. Hey, he's got a good surrounding cast. Now, I'm going to say this without – I'm not saying that this quarterback is Lamar Jackson. Have you ever – like, when you vacuum, do you, ever, do you ever vacuum with the lights slightly dim just to see all the dirt? Because there's a light on the front of the vacuum. So you can see clearer the dust that you're picking up. So this is my vacuum pick, the one who's going to come in and clean out all the dirt that you don't see. Josh Allen. This is why. If you, to- if you gave me this starting lineup, John Brown, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, Singletary, and you have Zach Moss in Buffalo with his schedule, with the team that he's – with his, his uh, division that he's playing in, this guy, Lamar Miller – or sorry, I keep saying – Lamar Jackson was – it took him a year to get used to the league. When he first came in, everyone was like, he's a running quarterback. He's a running quarterback. He's a running kind of Josh Allen is a running quarterback as well. It took him a year. It took Lamar Jackson a year to figure this out. Last year was the second year. When Josh Allen comes in, this will be his second full year of figure. You give him these weapons and what's going to happen with these guys, Diggs, especially John Brown, Singletary, a, a pass catching back. Cole Beasley, a slot receiver. I think not only is he going to be a top five, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him go top three. I think he may outscore. I think he will outscore Kyler Murray just because of the fact that the weapons he has around him, plus he can run, Murray can too, but they are going to be in a lot of high-scoring games, which they need him to perform in order to win the games. So and he uh, he punches in a lot of touchdowns on his red zone. They trust him. He's a beast. That's where he's different than Lamar Jackson in a better way. Is 
I don't think they're worried about him. Like he can pound the rock in. He's a, he's a big quarterback. He's got a big arm. He's got speed now. He's got the route guy. He's got a slot guy. He's got a pass catching back. And he's got a full back in Zach Moss that can pound it in. I think I think he's he's a, I a will, deep sleeper. I like that. And I will say this. John Brown, you were hearing about John Brown, John Brown in, in Arizona. Like this yeah, guy's yeah. awesome. This guy's great. It wasn't until he was with Allen that all of a sudden, hey, John Brown is good. Yep. And now you add Stefan Diggs, who, in my opinion, is a legit number one wide receiver. Yeah. And then that's going to open up John Brown even more. Like you say, you got Cole Beasley under there, who's always... Even Knox. Knox was a great red zone tight end when he played. And when as was played. last year, Josh Allen, fantasy-wise, was one of the most consistent guys. Like He shuffled between a few of our teams in our league. But it was almost like every time if, if you had to drop him, it hurt because you knew that that guy, you could put him in and mm. you're getting 20 points that week with him. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's Lamar Jackson. I'm not, but I'm saying it took Lamar Jackson a Different year to style get in. for sure. But Josh Allen had a year last year. I think this year could be, could be something special for him. Great debate guys. We're going to cut it off there. We appreciate Holy. everyone for listening. So Thank you guys. Have a good week. We'll see everyone next week. Thanks, boys. Thank you.